0: You are now listening to Carly's Couch. I'm Carly. And I'm Lex.
1: In this podcast, we discuss a wide array of topics about life and how to live your best life,
0: whatever that looks like for you. Hope y'all enjoy.
1: If you're exploring the idea of moving to a different country, then this week's episode is for you. Hey, y'all. How's everybody doing today?
0: welcome welcome to Carly's couch as you can see we are virtual which means we have a guest today it's been a little minute but this one is going to be super interesting um, and we are excited about today's conversation you too, you too. hey y'all how you doing <laughs> hi for those watching and I guess for those listening too um, that is Amber C Edwards that you just heard I'm gonna let Carly go ahead and introduce her
1: Yep, Amber C. Edwards is a systems builder and integrator who created Overseas with Ease, relocation resources that teach Black women how to move overseas efficiently. She decided to join the expat life in 2018, first in Qatar for six months, then to Antigua and Barbuda, where her father is from. She hit the ground running, immersing herself in the culture, and met everyone from RM, the Rasta man, to the PM, the prime minister. She launched Overseas with Ease after the 2020 U.S. election and has helped over 40 people move overseas, both temporarily and permanently. In 2021, she started the Lit Local In-Training House, an all-inclusive group housing with comprehensive support and community for Black women who want to test out what it li- what it is like to live outside of the U.S. So these days,
0: I do have a lot of conversations about folks who are interested in moving abroad, and I, I'm hoping that hearing this conversation will at the at the least empower them to consider it as an option. Um, and that's one thing I'm big on is just people recognizing that they do have different options um, and maybe something they never thought about, but they might be like, you know what, I could do this or let me go ahead and take those first steps. Um, so we're really glad to hear from you today and really good to get those tactical steps and things that people need to think about if they want to move out of the United States.
1: And before... Before I hop over to you, I just want to tell you, so I have a personal training client here in Los Angeles, a black woman. And she was telling me that she's thinking about moving overseas and she was going to go spend a month long, um, you know, sabbatical or trip in Mexico city. And I was like, yo, you need to follow Amber. She's like Amber C Edwards. Oh no, I already follow her. She was like, she's like lit house. Like she was so excited. She said, oh my God, you know her. And I was like, Yeah, that's so cool. So just so you know, the things you're doing are touching people in ways you can't even imagine. So I was like, oh, this is perfect. And then um, Lexi was recently on a vacation and she was like, yo, I think I'm about to get up out of here for like a month or so. And i was like, yo, we need to get Amber on the podcast.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so I love it. Thank you for being here. I'm glad that this is your expertise. It's not something that you just hear about often, especially not um, as a woman of color, which brings about a whole nother you know, in lieu of things to think about if you're moving abroad. Um, So thank you for being with us. And our first question is, are you living abroad right now?
2: Yes, I am in Mexico. Um, I am in a town called Merida or Merida, which is a little easier to pronounce. Um, It's in the Yucatan Peninsula. So we're about three hours from Tulum and Cancun. Okay. So it's very as you can see very tropical it's warm um, I love Medida. it is very warm um, has a very warm place in my heart it's so like just quaint and beautiful and lovely the people here are amazing it's it's quite a place for sure
1: okay and so you're in Merida right now um, how did you pick Merida to like to live in like what that look like to to choose that
2: Definitely. A great question. So um, when I started The Lit House, it was literally like COVID <laughs> was happening and people were moving overseas. And so I was originally in Antigua and we went under a lockdown. Um, we were having different um, curfews. And then when I left, I didn't, I'm not vaccinated. So I was not able to go back into the country without a vaccine. So I was kind of stuck in the U.S., um, but I'm a relocation specialist, so I was like, all right, there are other people who are in the same position as me. Where is everybody going? And Mexico was a hot spot. It was hot, hot, hot. Um, for many reasons. Proximity to the US, very close. <laughs> the next country over, uh, which is helpful when it comes to time differences. So now you don't have to worry about being eight, 10, 12 hours ahead. You can go south and be in the same time zone that you have if you have an opportunity to work remote and have to still stay within those parameters. Um, the cost cool. of living is okay. comparable. Um, so you can, your money stretches in the U- than what you have in the U.S. So like, I feel like I can't afford to live in America, <laughs> to be honest. So I'm like, okay, it's a little bit easier to survive. Um, for some people, depending on you know, the lifestyle that they want to live, um what else? i mean so many things it's beautiful like wow i had a chance to go around mexico by bus and i was just blown away blown away how just beautiful this country is there's beaches mountains hot springs cenotes, fresh water the snow they have volcanoes like it's literally canyons everything is here it's like i had no idea i only thought mexico was the beach and it wasn't until I actually got in the country where I was able to see just how dynamic this
0: place really is. That and sounds so- like a really cool experience. Um, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's like, I'm going to keep going. Uh, hold on, but that sounds like a really good experience. But one thing I'm hearing from you is that it's not necessarily your first rodeo. So how many countries or what are the different countries that you've lived in if you were to go down your time like, of, you know what, the first time I was really abroad was here. And then like when what are those countries that you have lived in or that you have gone to uh, this level of being there for a while?
2: Um, So I started living overseas in 2018. That was the first time I'm from South Texas. I'm a border kid. So who knows how many times I went across? We didn't even need a passport back in those days. Um, And my dad's from the Caribbean. So the first time I actually went overseas was when I was 12 years old. And that's when I found out about being able to get a second passport and being a dual citizen. He's like, you're a Tegan, you can. You have access to, to this is your family, this is your home. So I was like, oh, this is very cool. Um, just found out I have Belizean roots also. So I'm going and exploring those as well for my mom's side of the family. Um, and then in 2018, I moved to Qatar and I was there for six months. I wasn't able to get residency so I had to only be there for three months, then I had to leave. And then I went back to the U.S. for a week, came back, and I was there for three months. But those last three months, I began modeling. Funny enough, I've never done it before in, ever in the U.S. And I ended up being in a magazine, I ended up walking a runway show like the day before I left and moved to Antigua and I was there for two years. Mm. And then um, I moved to, to Mexico, moved, to Mexico last August. So I've been here, bouncing around different countries um, for the past year, a little bit over a year. Um, And then to answer your question, Carly, as well, I found Merida because when I came to Mexico, there are four large black expat communities here. There's like the Tulum, Playa, Cancun area, um, Merida, Oaxaca, and Mexico City. So I was like, all right, well, let's just go test them out and see, you know, what it's like living there and see if these are good places for me to put the lit house. And everybody always told me the same thing. They said they always start here and then they go to Merida and they go other places, maybe Mexico City, and then they go to Merida. So I'm like, all right, well, if everyone ends up in Merida, like why don't I just go there and oh, fell in love
1: instant. Hi. Oh man, I've heard it's so beautiful. One of my other personal training clients—they bought a house down there um, that they absolutely love and are renovating. So I'm happy to come visit you and all of those places that you're talking about. Um, so your first stint living abroad was in 2018, um, and then you know as you moved around, when did it become a business for you? Like what what made you think like, oh, this is a really good idea to start overseas with Ease or to launch the Lit House? So you know while you were traveling.
2: Great question. So I had just kind of started getting into Instagram. I was working with influencers in Antigua. So I got to understand how social media worked. And then I just started posting about just me being there. And a lot of people were like, oh my gosh, I love this. I always wanted to live overseas, but I'd never seen Black people do it. So I was like, okay, let me, you know, post some more and then just tell y'all my story about what I'm doing and, you know, the fails and how to fix them. Um, and then." The election was coming, and lots of people were like, "All right, let's." I don't know if I want to stay here. Um, there was a thing called Blackxit, which is similar to Brexit, like when the UK left the um, European Union. So it was a lot of Black Americans leaving America. Um, so I was like, "All right, people are doing this. People are asking me about it." My technical background is a systems builder and integrator, so I typically work with entrepreneurs to. Create automation in their business so I just decided like let's create a system for living and moving o- overseas I do it for other people people are asking me to do it so let me make it so I could just you know give it to the world <laughs> and that's how it started and I launched as soon as Joe was called Mr. Biden <laughs> was called president and haven't really you know just picked up since then so as things happen in the U.S. people get kind of like oh start looking for other options so i just want them to know that if you are a black person um there are options out there you may not find a lot of stuff on the internet but the community is there so just have to know kind of where to look mm-hmm. um but once you find it your everything just changes it's amazing
0: i love that and i love how many entrepreneurial stories have to do with the situation that they're in or the thing that they love And people just genuinely being interested in that. Uh, That makes it so much easier to kind of move in that space. And you know that people really are interested in getting out of the country and exploring something new. But it is 100 percent important to do it the right way, which is why I'm glad we have you here. I don't know if you saw that story um, that was going like viral now it might've been definitely more than a few months ago of the two black women who were in, um, an Asian country and they were, something went viral. Their tweet about them and like how to stay in this country and we're doing so good and life is so great. And meanwhile it went viral and then they got caught up by the government because they weren't really supposed to be there. They were there past their visa or they were doing that thing where they were bouncing in and out like frequently, frequently, like over the course of years. And so then it messed up their whole game and it was like, Oh, see, this is you can't do this or you shouldn't do this, et cetera. I say all that to say it's important that people have the right information because one thing we don't want to do is get black folks hemmed up abroad either. <laughs> so, Amber, tell us, tell us, if an American is interested in living abroad, just what do you, where do you start? Um, and I know that's kind of open ended, but what are those first things you would think about? If it's like, you know, what I think I do want to go somewhere. I'm not even sure where, but I'm ready to go.
2: With Facebook groups. Um, black people in whatever country that you're thinking about. So we could say Mexico. Black people in Mexico. Brothers and sisters of Mexico City. Brothers and sisters is a group that's like all over the country. Um, black expat. The word expat is a word that if you start researching overseas, you'll see it a lot. So, Black expats of Merida that's where I always say to start because that's going to give you like targeted information on what it's like in the black perspective in that city. And in that country, it's going to give you, everyone's already asked all the questions they could possibly ask. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I say, start with the search bar type in maybe neighborhood. So you you're like, okay, if I want to move to Mexico city, that's a big city. What neighborhood, like you're in LA LA is not LA is what neighborhood are you in LA? So it's the same thing. So if I'm like, okay, I want to move to Mexico city where, what neighborhood am I going to start with? So I'll, you know, not Google, I'll go in the Facebook group, you know, black people of Mexico city. Oh, there's a group or it'll pull up the other groups that are similar. You join them, you type in neighborhood and it's going to be a search engine full of questions about what's the best neighborhood probably. Mm -hmm. And you can see what other people are saying. Oh, they're saying Condesa, they're saying Roma. They're saying Coyacan, okay, I'm seeing these spots. So let me go pull up a map and see where they are. Okay, I'm a circle around this area because it seems like a lot of people are here and start from there. Then I go to Airbnb because it's gonna be probably short-term. You're not selling all your stuff moving, you know, with the, I wanna move overseas and just get rid of everything. So you're gonna test it out, you know, so you pull up the airbnb you pull up that area you give yourself a budget i i say that one month in another country will give you a good idea of what it's like to live there it's also cheaper because you can get a discount for a month that you won't get for a week or a weekend like my month in mexico is at me at most maybe 1200 which is probably what some people spend on a weekend in Tulum and I'm spending that a month. Like I can get a place in Medivac, two bedroom, two bath, updated kitchen, updated bathroom for 450 US dollars. I just looked at it on Monday. I'm probably gonna get it. And that way y'all can come in this visit.
1: <laughs> we'll show uh,
0: up. $40, like,
2: I love, what? yeah,
0: I love that. Um, and that's something I had got from Tim Ferriss too. And he talked about like, yo, most people just don't even realize it's actually cheaper to go abroad for longer than like a little vacation. Um, and even just getting an apartment for a month or two is, can be a lot cheaper, but you starting to get into some of the dollars made me also think I want to slightly backtrack. And first, what can I do to know if I'm ready to move abroad? Like, Because I mean, what things might I need to think about? I know you've mentioned time zones, sure. Work, we're assuming this person is virtual or they don't have to drive anywhere, obviously. Um, But what if I'm even thinking maybe about, oh, maybe I can go there and work? Or like, I know there's so many other thoughts to that, but like, what are some things to think about that would let me even know if this is a possibility for me?
2: For sure, and Tim Ferriss is great. He coined the term geo-arbitrage, which is exactly what this is. Um, so my only thing with that is just try to integrate into the local culture. I'm not expecting America in Mexico. I'm coming to Mexico to become Mexican. Kind of vibes, and as long as you keep that energy, everybody wins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but where I mean, all of that is, is personal based on you, because let's say you have kids. The first thing you're focused on is what are the school situations going to be? Me. You know, single solo, what that's way different. I'll, I need a good fi I need Uber because I'm not planning on driving. So where is the place that I can have that technology? Maybe I'm making a transition in my diet. So I need a place where I have a lot of vegan restaurants because I also feel like cooking. So that's going to give you a, a couple places versus me. I'm a mom with two kids and uh, they're in a traditional school but I'm going to be taking them out and putting them in local schools Am I putting them in virtual school or am I doing world schooling? So those are different questions that you kind of have to figure out based on them, like what your responsibilities are. And you can then find a place that fits within it. But oftentimes it's just figuring out, okay, what do I really want my life to be like? Like, I don't want to do laundry. I don't want to have to cook. I don't want to have to clean. I don't want to have to drive because I want to focus everything on this for four months I want to work on my business for six months and go solid so I don't have to worry about all that stuff that's different than okay I'm coming to live somewhere and I want to work so maybe I'm a teacher in the U.S. and I want to teach English in another country that's a whole different vibe so it's kind of hard for me (laughs) to say that because it's like well I don't know you Mm -hmm. (laughs) tell What, what is what is it with you? We can diagnose it right here.
0: <laughs> with your work um, and with your business, is it providing folks with information that they can go through or is it setting time with you to like talk about those things and help them figure it out? Both. Okay. So
2: I do hour-long conversations. Um, those are typically for the people who like have done a little bit of research and they're like, okay, I've just hit some roadblocks and I just need to figure out how to work through them. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's like... I want to live overseas, but my job's not remote. Okay, so I'm going to be in our call. I'm going to be figuring out, and we're going to talk about remote work opportunities, and I'm going to connect you with that, and then figure out, okay, well, what is your current work situation like? Can you work a little bit remote, but you just can't go forever? Okay, well, I'm going to test it out. I'm going to go there for a week and come back, and see what anybody says, you know? Here's some tech that you can get that can help kind of move some things around. Um, and I also have one on ones so we actually create your relocation plan for you based on what your home life is looking like do you have an apartment are you living with your parents right now so you can up and leave maybe you own a house what are we going to do with that house are we going to rent it out are we going to sublease it are we going to sell it are we going to do you know rent it out to, to traveling nurses because we already know they have 3 6 month contracts and they need a place that has a car that everything is in it so you can just leave and now you're getting a paycheck every month that is going to pay for your life, your whole month, food, housing, everything in another country. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's, there's a lot of little things that you can do um, to make it work for you as you're testing it out.
0: I love that though. And I'm glad you used all those different examples because I guess that's what I'm kind of getting to. Like for me, I've been traveling forever and I dip out all the time. And I know it's nothing to like go somewhere and stay there for a little while. And yet for folks who feel like they have real things that hold them here, whether it's just that they have not experienced it as much or like to your point, like, dang, I just leased this car, or it could be something so small that keeps them from making that next step. And so it's good to know that you are able to, kind of already have those resources or those thoughts planned out for things that can help folks kind of get past that to still do what they really wanna do. So I think that's really interesting. And those are some of the things that I was trying to think of like, well, what are some of those like roadblocks for even wanting to get started? Um, but if they're serious enough, it sounds like between doing the research you said, talking to someone like you, looking through the the resources you provide, at least they know like this is something that they can work through. Um, One other question that I have is you mentioned going to try the place out for a month, which I think makes sense, but then what should they potentially do to, to know what the requirements are for living there if that does work? So like, let's say "Hmm, this month works and then you come home, should it have been a place where you know how many months you can stay there without a visa or what kind of visa you need, or can you even stay there without a job? Like all of those things that people might have to think about, um, that probably helps determine a location and and where you're going as well, right?
2: Definitely. So, as an American, there are a very large amount of countries um mm-hmm. over 50, definitely, probably close to 100, where you can go visa-free for 30 to 90 days. Um I'll make a list. I have a small list of six of six months where you can just go as a tourist, you can rent an Airbnb month to month. And, you know every month you can go to a new Airbnb every week you can go to a new Airbnb if you want to and you can stay there within that time frame and then go back to the U.S. and then reassess Who have knows? you ever helped
0: somebody like move move like all the way like they have no nothing left here and maybe they've gone for a little bit tried it done three months six months cool but like they really like committed to like I live in Paris now have you ever helped anybody yeah. with that or or have any experiences with anything like that?
2: Yes, so I work with two sisters who were coming from Virginia um, with their two daughters. And they. one of the sisters came for a week during last November for a test run. After a week, she was sold. And then that was November, December, January, February. Three months later, they sold everything. They sold it. They got rid of it. They donated it. They packed around eight bags and came to Mediva actually. Um, and it's lovely. They've noticed just a difference in their healing. Um, one of their daughters has, some um, some health issues and she has, stro- she used to have strokes and she's like within the first week, she's like the strokes disappeared. She's been the food that they've been eating has transformed their bodies. They've been losing weight. Um, I don't know, it's such a magical place. But yeah, they have left, they are done. They have set up, the, we set up the schooling first because so that was the most important thing. And we did uh, homeschool, is what they were doing during COVID. So they just maintain that while they're here and have started doing, um, they've started their own business as well as had an opportunity to work
1: for a company, for a contract, a local Mexican company as well. Uh, that's awesome. I'm say, yeah, that's yeah,
0: amazing. Thanks for sharing. And and that's awesome for you, I'm sure, to see the impact that that has on other people outside of just, I'm going to be somewhere new. Um, but we know, like, it's so, but from the way food is processed here and, and grown
1: that's to, a whole other yeah, episode. all these
0: environmental things that, that really can't make a big difference. So kudos to you okay. on that. That sounds great.
1: And the fact that they had kids, I feel like that's probably the mm-hmm. most like scary part a lot of times for, for sure. parents. But um, there are two questions that I want to address because I feel like they are the two biggest um mental roadblocks that people have to go through in their heads. And so the first one is, but Amber, like, I don't have money to live overseas. Like, what do you mean? And you addressed it a little bit. But what do you say when people are like, I, I can't afford that?
2: What? I'm like, how much are you paying in rent? I'll ask them. And I'd be like, I'm. I bet you that's how much my whole month costs in Mexico for everything. My food, my transportation, like my Uber is 50 cents. It's I laugh 50 (laughs) cents. I don't spend more. I haven't spent more than $15 on an Uber and that was to go like 45 minutes. So the food doesn't cost as much. My housing isn't as much. Everything is like, okay, yes. I always ask like, how much is your rent? And then we'll put you in a place where it's the same or cheaper. So that's really it. It's really mental because just like Alexia said earlier with Tim Ferriss, it's a whole thing. So people are clearly doing it. I'm I'm not the first to come up with it. It has a whole term called geo arbitrage. So if y'all do the hashtag geo arbitrage, look it up.
0: It's um, funny too, because you don't even have to feel like, Oh, okay. So I can go to the Caribbean or Mexico. I was looking at apartments. Um, last year I was looking at apartments in Italy, in Venice and cause I was like, well, what would it be like if I really wanted to like live right there? And I was seeing places like on the river, three floors. They had the chandeliers, the fire architecture, rent like 1200 euros, which well, now that the dollar has gone up is a lot, but like it wasn't crazy. And I was like, oh, like <sighs> you could really go mm-hmm. m- a lot of different places and, and not be that crazy at all.
2: You definitely could. And it's not that expensive to go somewhere because the, and the, the finances is the thing there are countries where you only need one ticket to go in. So for example, Mexico, you don't need to have onward. You don't need to show onward travel. So that's going to save you money because now you only have to book one way. We can figure out the other way later. We can Mm -hmm. put it on, we can put it on uplift and do the payment plan for the flights. So that means every month you pay $20. So we can do that. (laughs) Um, When it comes to your stuff in the U S if you're keeping things and coming back, okay, great, we're just figuring out what to do with your stuff so you can make some money. But if you're like, I'm done, I'm leaving, you're gonna be selling things. That's gonna give you money right there. You're gonna be cutting things where you're not gonna have services anymore. That $15 a month that you spend on Netflix, that $30 a month you spend on cable, that my, my phone bill is $30 a month versus the $100 that it was in the US. So I'm already saving money in another country. So all that you're cutting, you will, the money is there. You're just not used to it because of the environment that's around, but you're just going to a different environment where things don't cost as much. Now you're seeing what, where everything is. I have five bills outside the country. Like that's it. It's, it's easier. And I'm just like, I hear you. But like my bank account is saying otherwise, because I did the math. I was in Texas for six weeks. That cost me $6,000. Mm. I'm in Mexico every month. It's 2,200. The math ain't mathing, and I didn't even pay for housing when I was in Dallas. I was staying at my friends' houses.
1: Oh, see, that's wild. (laughs) And I bet the other
0: biggest mental thing is just leaving what you know, right? Leaving your friends or family behind and things like that.
2: Y'all got Facetime. We got WhatsApp. We sending emails. This is not smoke. Look, and the
0: people who use that excuse probably not going by their mama house anyway. (laughs) Right? Ain't not going by there no way. The actual, um, the
2: other question. That's other so qu- true. You talk to your family more overseas because you're not there, but you don't, you, she lived down the street. You haven't seen her.
1: <laughs> which, is, which is so real. The other thing though, I've heard, um, and maybe it's just from people back home, like Oklahoma and Texas type of thing. But they're like, isn't it dangerous? Like, I remember when I was telling somebody I was going to Columbia, they're like, oh my God, like Columbia. I'm like, yeah, I had a great time, but they're like, oh man, it's dangerous. And I'm like, y'all, we live in the United States.
2: That's number one. I love when people say that because that's also one of the reasons why I love Merida. Merida is the fourth safest city in the world. There's no city in the United States of America that is safer than Merida-Mexico. It's is the second safest city in the Americas, second to Quebec City. So when people say, oh my God, Mexico is not safe. I'm like, where I live is safer than where you live. As a black person, especially. So what do you mean? Because the last time I checked, I haven't seen a black person shot by the police in Mexico, but I can go back today and find one in America. So is it really safer? You know, if you're gonna do, I would say, if you're gonna do it, you're gonna be about it, about it. You won't be about it, about it. You know, but if you're just living and being you and just being happy and free and just. Giving because now that, all that's already going to be coming, you'll get all of that back. But If you go, you know, you go dice around it, you know, then you know, it's gonna happen. But no one's coming for me walking down the street. People are saying hola, buenos dias, buenos tardes. Mm-hmm. Hello, they're helping me out with my awful Spanish. <laughs> no one's bad when I try and I say the wrong word. I just said, I talked to a guy, I said, Do you take a dollar? I said, Dola. He's like, Dola. He's like, and he pull his stomach. Like, oh, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. Oh, my <laughs> he not make fun of me or do anything but you know have a little chuckle and go on with his business so it's it's a really interesting freeing feeling to come and i just like i challenge y'all to go and actually see because when you go back you're going to operate in just a way different way just, it's just a it's just a thing when you move you go back yeah. and you start looking
0: Coming back to the United States is always, um, interestingly, like a downer. And um, all of a sudden, like you do not like other folks. Like I said, I've had a a lot of experiences, like Eastern Europe or through Europe and other places. And when you when you're around people who also seem to be less stressed, they they have less and they're less stressed and they're more giving in like, just, it feels like people are really genuine people and you come back here and it really is tough. Like, that's a big thing about coming back. Um, so I'm awesome? sure, yeah, I'm sure for you too, that like, that's something you experience when you come back. Like I was like, ooh, it took me a while just to not feel so judgy of everything around me. But um, yeah, that's a big thing for sure.
2: Yep, it, it is. I decided like months in the US is no longer a need. I'm gonna come for the weekend and I'm gonna be right right back so but I'm like y'all come see me but y'all don't want to because you don't know and you won't be like ah shit I don't want to go back I'll be like "Ah, (laughs) haha it works it works but yes no it's lovely like once you go especially finding community is like the biggest thing because you can be in the most beautiful place in the world with all the tech and all the transitional things that you need but you have no friends like it's going to be miserable. So really focusing on that community aspect is huge, because that's going to make or break your time overseas.
1: How do you build a community overseas?
2: Um, Facebook. (laughs) Uh, Those Facebook groups are great. It's a great way to start. Instagram. um, It's way easier to connect with other Black travelers through different hashtags now as well. Um, And then the Black expat community, it's not that big. So, you you know, I went to Mexico City. My friend, John, was like, hey, Caleb, who you've been hearing about forever, lives in Mexico City now. And I was like, what? Hold on. Met up with Caleb. Caleb then introduced me to all his friends. So I literally had a built-in network just from someone that I knew from college that had a friend with someone that just happened to live there. That's the same thing what happened in Qatar. I put on Facebook, hey, I'm moving to Doha. Taylor Hornsby was like, Hey, my cousin lives there. Y'all need to connect. I met up with her cousin. I got introduced to all of her friends. So it's, once you go and you're like, I'm going to move somewhere. People are going to be, oh, I know someone that lives there. Let me connect you with so-and-so just like you did. Hey, I, I, my friend lives in Mexico city. Let me connect you with her. And then I, I bring her in and she meets all the people. And she's like, yo, I found my people. Like if you want to live overseas, you probably are like one of the few people in your group that wants to do that. So you probably think, ah, you know, no one else is going to do this. Like I'm, I'm going to be crazy. or Like this isn't something black people do, or I'm not gonna have any friends, but once you start to research and you'll find that network and you start to have those conversations, you'll see that you guys are on that kind of same pathway that you've been missing back in the U S because it just does something when you live in another country. Mm-hmm. Uh- unlock is like a cheat code. And so if that's something that you've been seeking but haven't found, I often find that people find that overseas with those communities. Mm-hmm.
0: And quite frankly, like in general, those moves are not that different than if you're moving, like me moving to LA from DC. Like you you know somebody there or you find out somebody there and all of a sudden you're connected to other people. Um yep. and it seems like with most of this, right, like you could still approach it the same way as moving to um, just another city, but right. what it, would you say is the hardest part about this transition? Something that maybe is kind of different than just being within the US that somebody should think about or recognize or consider if they want to move abroad. The hardest thing to get together.
2: Um, I would say going back to what I just talked about earlier is finding your community there. Because if you go and you don't know anybody, it's going to be very lonely. So, and maybe initially that's what you need. You maybe need to have some alone time to kind of just get rid of all the thoughts and just kind of release the trauma that you've experienced. But it does come a time where you are going to need to start integrating into the society. So being open to things not being exactly how it is in the U S like I was cooking Thanksgiving or Christmas dinner last year. I was like, all right, all my friends are out at the pyramids. I'm a cook. Let me go get some stovetop stuffing. Ain't got no stovetop at the grocery store. So I could have had a whole meltdown easily. But I was like, you know what? How am I going to adjust to it? And there have been times where I did have meltdowns where I couldn't find something and I just really needed and really wanted it. And I just got frustrated. And then you just kind of, you know, feel the feels. And then find an alternative. So having that network of people that can help you find things is essential. So it's really building that community because hey y'all, where can I find you know grits? I'm just missing some grits. I'm homesick. I'm missing my grandma's grits. Where can I find some grits? You go to the store, you can't find any. Now you're in a mood. It's like when you just have a group chat, a WhatsApp group chat, which that's another thing, is like that secret portal, is there will be group WhatsApp groups. WhatsApp group chats <laughs> that <clears throat> house a lot of these communities, and you can quickly ask them, Hey, y'all, where's the best? Blah, 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 blah. Where can I find a barber? Where can I get my nails done? Where can I get my, you know, sugared? So, anything specific that you need, if you just have instant access to it, it makes it so much easier. But not having that, that's where the frustration and things come in. Mm-hmm. And of course, language like American English is not the same everywhere around the world. Uh, even in the u s, like some words we say in Texas they don't know about in New York versus in l a. So give yourself some grace when it comes to um, coming having a new going to a place especially where English is not the first language. My recommendation is to create a script because we all say the same things. You know, you go to a restaurant, Hi, How are you? I have a table for two? You know I have the menu. This is what I want to eat. So create that script for that language and just memorize it because you're gonna say the same things every restaurant you go to, every time you get in a taxi, how much does the taxi cost to get here, how many vessels, learn your numbers. So little things, you don't have to be fluent, but there are some things that, you know, certain foods that you like. I don't like mushrooms. So I learned the hard way that champignones is mushrooms. And that's always in my head from now on. <laughs> So you're going to fail your way through things. Just laugh and just, you know, you could be frustrated, but it really is funny in the grand scheme of things. After you're there for a year, you're going to laugh at yourself. Like, yo, remember when I ordered uh, grasshoppers thinking it was not mushrooms and this whole situation happened? So, but at the moment you're like, I'm hungry. I just want to eat. Ah!
0: <laughs> no, I get yeah. it. And I I just had grasshoppers in Mexico too. So I was like, low key there's kind of good, but. <laughs> You're it, you're like, what is <laughs> but what one thing that's standing out to me across all of this, right, is that it does take a spirit of releasing and letting go. And it does yeah. take having a spirit of exploration. And, you know, not everybody has that, but I think a lot of people have a little bit more of it than they might think. Um, and so for some of our listeners to y'all, it might be like, oh, bet, like I'm gonna go on Airbnb right now and like find somewhere for the next month. And then for other people, like, you know, it takes more, but it really it can be hard to not have control or to just submit yourself totally to something new. So for anybody who does that, for all that you have been doing with that, kudos to you. And um, definitely, I think that's a good thing to just experience in life and just letting go of what you knew and like mm-hmm. totally letting yourself be like I am at the whim of Mexico, wherever I'm at, and let's see what happens, because, you know, you can make it work. As long as you got Google access to some Wi-Fi, you can figure out things, um, is what you're saying. I so... You
2: good! You got free <laughs> Wi-Fi outside, so why do you have
0: a phone so bad? And that's the stuff that makes you mad when you come back. They're just now in L.A. talking wow. about a project where they're putting, um, it's starting to come out in the next few months, Wi-Fi outside, and it's like, we're behind on everything. Like, anytime you go somewhere abroad, and they, they're doing stuff, and it's like, Yeah, we don't have I didn't at the time, like we don't have the chip on our debit card. Like, and this was 10 years ago. So it's like, oh, America, like, why does everything have to just be about money right now? But it is what it is. And to that point, you might get abroad and be like, dang, I really am much happier here. And look, enjoy life.
1: Yeah. And it's just so funny how far behind we are, but how we're nationalized to think that we are the best and always in every single way. And you travel and you're like, huh? like, wait, what? It's absolutely not like that. But it actually got me thinking with two questions is one, you were talking about releasing trauma and, you know, healing and kind of being by yourself. And, you know, I think it takes um, a strong spirit to be able to fortify yourself in a whole different place, like outside of things that, you know, do you have any experience with like mental health resources outside of the country?
2: Um, Not on the way that they have in the U.S., but it's more on a spiritual level is what I've been seeing. So, um, for example, here in Medida itself, there's a, there's a lots of healers and there's a black woman named sister Yaya who connects with most of the healers that are here. And they're able to give women different, what they call it a sabota. So like, it's like a body massage. So especially the women that have had kids, all their organs are moved and they're just still there. So she puts them back in place um one of the ladies here had a over they said that her uterus was tilted and so she's prepping to have kids so she's like all right i'm getting my uterus ready so she went to sabota and sabota put the uterus back in place where it was supposed to be she's like she had a hernia when she was younger she had surgery so her intestines were in the wrong place she moved them back so all of that is helping with her digestion it's all helping with the food which all goes to the mentals as well when you eat seeded fruits that have full of seeds, (laughs) watermelons that are full of seeds. I have an orange tree right here, full of seeds. That does something to you. So a lot of the women um, that come, it's not really like a, I'm going to a therapist, but it's more like seeking within and having that connection with earth, with spirituality, Um, getting, you know, getting blessed, going to the cenotes and giving offerings to these places, like seeing the deeper level behind, just, you know, going and taking a picture with um, earthing themselves more, being in the sun, going out and laying out and getting 20 minutes of sun a day. So that's the kind of like mental health that I'm seeing um, when it comes to overseas, Um, especially in places like Mexico or or where it's more, you know, so magical here, it's literally like just the earth. Um, Different in, you know, going to Europe or, you know, larger cities where you don't really get access to that, but you can go out into the country and re- receive those type of healing um,
1: resources. And that's so beautiful, because I feel like it's just getting back to our roots, like kind of where a lot of black and brown people come from, you know, healers, medicine people, herbs. I did a Temescal um, ceremony in Tulum, or outside of Tulum, actually, that was life-changing and beautiful. So I'm happy that, you know, you're seeing that and that people have access to it. The last question I was thinking about, which, I mean, again, could be said like, oh, you know, it's just like anywhere else, but what is dating like? Or have you dated any, in any of your travels?
2: Um, dating, it's, I, always, I will always say this, and I, you touched on it a little bit earlier. 80% of moving overseas is mental. Um, the other 20% is prep. So I had women at the lit house who went on multiple dates, sometimes two dates in one day. That's how the pickings were in Mexico City. She was, oh, all the slides enjoying herself. She got a boyfriend after a month, broke up with him, had a whole nother one. She was enjoying life to the fullest, Um, but I also have friends who dated and have had awful experiences. Um, Sometimes the cultural because Mexico City is like such an international city. It's one of the largest cities in the world. There's people from everywhere. So now you're kind of learning new cultures and another culture and not understanding the cultural things behind things. And that part wasn't very successful for them. Um, so there's definitely people and depending on where you go, um, black male, women are looked at way different <laughs> to say than when they are in the US. So it's just like, I don't know, it's a different vibe, a different energy And you can kind of create this new whomever that isn't in the US. In the US, you're there, everyone knows you. It's you know, who you were 20 years ago, people are still looking at that today. You go overseas, you're creating a whole new life. You can be whoever you want to be, darling. So at this point, you're like, okay, well, let me be who I feel like I am, but I don't get to be in my home space. So you actually open yourself up to way more opportunities in dating. Because you're just choosing, and you you really are like in what's what I'm looking for in control of your life versus what back at home where you're in the cycle of things, and it's you have to get out of that. Overseas, you're creating that new cycle. So it's like, what does my life look like? Maybe at home, I was a homebody and didn't really do anything, but overseas, you know what? I'm going out. I'm meeting people because no one knows me here, and but I- <laughs> So it's, yeah, it's an interesting, it's interesting, but you can have as much fun with it. There's people everywhere. And then of course, you're, if you're in a place like Tulum, or that's a more touristy destination, and you know that's a lot of Black people or a lot of people are coming there, now you're getting to meet people from your home country as well. So now you're getting to meet other people that you never normally would have never had a chance to meet. So like your dating pool, in my mind, is a lot bigger than in the U.S. where it's just where you know or who's in your network.
0: Yeah, I love that. That does sound adventurous. And I think that is always a good opportunity if you're kind of changing stages in your life to like evaluate like, all right, who do I want to be? What can I do different? And then just start acting as that person. That is really cool to do. Um, Thank you so much for everything, all the gems that you dropped, all those thoughts and all the things to consider. And I'm hoping that I'm hoping I'm hoping that the listeners um, got something to where they're like, oh, man, like that's something they've been kind of thinking was holding them back. But you know what? Maybe I can hop on Google like that's all I want y'all to do is just hop on Google and just look at a couple of things. Right. Um, And let us know. Shout out Carly's Couch on TikTok on Instagram on Twitter on whatever if you if you do get that Airbnb <laughs> and then of course follow uh Amber online as well um I'm going to let you wrap it up with our shout out to her
1: yeah, thank you so much, Amber, for joining. Um, Amber and I met in college and it's been so beautiful watching her grow on her journey and open these gateways for everybody else and especially black people to be able to travel and feel supported. Um, we know you just did a new rebrand um, and we always end our episode with a shout out. So how can people support you? Where do they need to follow you? Or do you? I think you have a class dropping soon. Like what's going on within your world?
2: Sure, so Instagram is gonna be the best way to get a hold of me. It is my name, Amber C. Edwards. That is it on everything. <laughs> um, that's also my website, amberc.edwards.com. That's where you can find relocation resources. Maybe you just want to talk for an hour and break through some things. Maybe you're like, I'm ready to go for a month, for a year, forever. Let's put this plan together. I've got you. Maybe you're like, All right, I fuck with. Ooh. I mess with you. I want to go live with you. I want to, you know, see what this is like. Come to the lit house. We're here for one month, and we explore the pre-existing Black expat communities all over the world. You get a taste of what it's like to be a local in that city, and everything is done for you. You just bring your clothes, your computer. I got everything
0: else. I'm going to say, wait a minute. So so tell us about the lit house because that's uh slightly different from overseas and like looking at it. So the lit house is an experience that people can opt into that's already set up for them. That's right. Or is that's it like correct. the lit house is being Amber's roommate? <laughs> that's what it sounded like to me. <laughs> She's like, all right, come on. Now we split this little $200 rent. <laughs> Look, I just want to make sure because like that also is a, a even more of a low hanging fruit. If it's like, oh, she got a spot. I could go there for like a little while and see what's going on. Yeah, we just got to show up. That's it. Just show up.
2: It's 28 days. And in those 28 days, every day it's a new lesson on how to integrate into that local society. It's like um, everything in the house is covered. So all the toilet paper, the soap, the kitchen is fully stocked with all the produce. We go, I teach you how to go grocery shop. I teach you how to go to the market. I give you money for the market and I teach you how to get it, How to get the fruit. Um, We go to the ATM, we go on vacations while you're here. So you figure out how to, you know, if you're living here, you wanna go and test out different things. Hey, Uh, one of my old lit house alumni is here. She just came.
0: (laughs) Oh, cool. That's cool. Uh -uh. That sounds like a good experience to do that with somebody else. If you do have any reservations about it.
2: Yep, you coming, I'm here, I've been there. You meet my people that are here. Um, and it's great because right now I'm at the house, um, but I will be starting to train new people to live at the house and be the host, so that the house is running year-round. And if you want to test it out, you go. You know, you got. You're, we that We hear There's some ace-approved um, spots that these are the restaurants that you should go to. They know me. I frequent them. They 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 know about the culture. So you go. Like, hey, I'm a part of the lit house. You're like, oh, you ever spread? Oh, you know me <sighs> So, so basically like, Amber
0: is the plug
2: basically. I'm here I'm meeting people and telling them about what I'm doing and they're all so loving it and excited to just be a part of the process. So it's it's easy to make connections especially if the place is great and you you know you you go somewhere you want to know where to eat. You don't even know where to start. So it's like, "Well, where do I go?" No worries, I got you. I got you. Just come. Okay? Tell me what you want to eat. Here's the list. And they all know me. So when you go, they're going to treat you like family. And, you know, be good to them either because I got you. This is my people (laughs) as well. Um, But yes, it is a curated experience. It's 28 days and it just teaches you how to become a local. And that way, if you do want to test out life outside the country without having to give up everything, just bring the stuff that you need to work. And sometimes some people don't work. They just come and they take a month off to just figure out what they want to do um sometimes they come and because they have a goal that they want to set so like i want to finish this girl that's here now she's um working on a cookbook so her goal was to finish the cookbook and get it to the publisher by the time she leaves this done she's sending it to her today so she leaves on saturday she was here focused that month on accomplishing that goal We got some content along the way we did photo shoots we did brand photo shoots um all of that so it's it's a it's a lovely space i'm figuring out how to what to call it but it's,
1: it's a lovely space. It sounds like it. Amber out here doing God's work. So y'all go follow her at Amber C. Edwards on everything. Visit her website at edwards.com. Check out The Lit House, Overseas with Ease. Um, and then we always end every episode with a question of the week. And I'm going to shoot it towards you first, Amber. If you could relive one day of your life, which one would it be? Ooh.
2: Ah, okay. So the first one that popped up to mine, is what I'm going with. It was my 22nd, maybe 23rd birthday. Um, I was just graduated Oklahoma and I was living in Oklahoma city, working for a hockey team. And I was like, all right y'all, I'm gonna have a potluck. Um, so I, <laughs> as a cannabis participant, I was like, you can either bring some catabai or some drink. I got all the food, I'm a cook, Um, or you can bring a side dish. So I invited everybody, just like all my friends from all walks of life, people that I worked at the Thunder with, people that I worked um, at OU, people from OU, my high school friends that were living there. I just brought everybody, everybody come. So probably about 20 people ended up coming. And, um, it was great. Like the connections that people made are, I still have people who are friends from that night that would have never met each other. We had like two large smoking circles. So I had this big old couch and I set it up in a circle and everybody had a and We just all smoking at the same time, just passing it like 10 bloods in rotation. <laughs> so, and that was just like a great night. Cause it was just like a lot of random fun and just like us being silly and just just the power of cannabis and how it just brings people together as well. So I would say that it was just like one of my just most just random nights. I was like, I don't know what's gonna happen. I had just done a um uh wedding, what do they call like the bridal shows? Um I had just done it that day, so I was running late and I was like, Oh my god, it's gonna be awful. No, everyone's gonna be waiting on me. CP time hit, so I was good, everything got set up perfect and it just it all worked out perfectly. So
1: what I thought was going to be awful ended up being a really, really cool day. So yeah. <laughs> I was like, nah, that sounds sound lit. <laughs> Not to be corny. Um, <laughs> but what about you, Lexi? Um, For me, I can't even think of a very
0: specific uh, time like that, but it would be around that similar vibe of um, a lot of people around me. Like I... When I think about experiences that are unforgettable, they usually are like traveling. They're somewhere abroad with folks being kind of in the midst and in that space where you're just like, wow, this is dope, like around you. Um, but I, I really have so many of those. So I feel really blessed and I'm thankful that I do um, and that I, I don't feel like that's far away. Like, I feel like that's something that I can always recreate. So I never really had a day where I'm like, man, I wish I could really like do this again. Or if I had to have a groundhog day, like what day would it be over and over? And I really feel like we can create those moments as long as we have like that community that you're talking about, um, and able to kind of feel free and be free. So, um, definitely would be something similar, but I'm sorry. I can't think of a v- one of the very specific ones. Cause every time I kind of thought of something, I was like, I don't know if that would be the top one, but it's so many, like so many adventures, something at one of those adventurous days.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I like the word you just dropped with that, too. We can create that anytime we want to. And that is such a blessing. Um, Two, real quick, that popped in my head. The first one was actually in Tulum. It was the day that I did the Temescal ceremony. It was just such a beautiful, adventure-filled day. And we were driving through the jungle. And it was just so peaceful. Like, just the vibes, the sun, just thanking God for the glory. Like, it was just such a beautiful day. And then the second one was my birthday last year, just because I was surrounded with so much love. And like peace. And I, you know, got out of LA for a little bit. It was just nice.
2: Was beautiful. I love it. Great question.
0: That's beautiful. All right, listeners, let us know if you could relive a day in your life. What day would that be? Um, be sure to connect with Amber C. Edwards on whatever profile you're most active. Feel free to ask your questions, like her pictures, check out the website. Um And look at get on Airbnb now and look at the flights and and see when is a good time, especially like around the holiday season as well. I feel like that's the time when so many people like kind of shut down. Work's not as crazy, depending on your industry. But, you know, it's good opportunities to think about it. So I'm interested in hearing any stories you may have about um, your interest in moving abroad. And thank you, Amber, because. Um, like I said, I ain't never been scared to move around really, but it does kind of inspire you to kind of do a little, let me just look again and see, you know, what, what might could happen just to do something yeah. and get away for a little bit.
1: Yeah. It made it so much more accessible.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Exactly, exactly. Well, I'm here for it. And um, yeah, you're definitely right. Especially like in the summertime is great for parents. Take your kids overseas for a month while, instead of going on summer vacation, now they get to be around another culture i'm doing a mom's house next summer so i'm excited for that so yes like it's it's possible if you want to do it the research is available so it's now just finding the people who do it who can affirm that yeah you can do that it's it's simple instead of girl what you mean it's not insert fears that have nothing to do with it because they've never left the country probably don't even have a passport so Mm -hmm. if you don't have a whatsapp i don't know what to say I, that's all I'm saying. If you don't even know what WhatsApp is, and you're gonna take advice from them. You probably should. So if they don't have a passport, please. I live. I live. You can point them to me. Just be like, what's well, she right. doing? It. Get
0: on I don't it, know. it. Get on it. You don't know what you're Always. missing until you start traveling. Um, because I know Ooh. that also people kind of look at it like all the convo on Twitter and stuff. Like, oh, that's really leaders. Blah blah blah. I feel it, but also like just get out and just do some different things. Like, it's it's really not as deep as as you may think if you haven't experienced it so use this as confirmation look into it see what you find thank you so much amber and listeners we will see you next week